Whoopi Goldberg is an idiot. But this is one time, and one time only, I agree with her. I know. New Zealand, you thought that Nazi world down there ever since the uh, COVID pandemic came out and they used that to full advantage to control in a dystopian future way its citizenry. Well, guess what? If you didn't think it could get worse, it just did. You will not believe this story. And Wikipedia is a joke. (laughs) Did you not know that? All right. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday. Yes, it's a Saturday night and I ain't got nobody. I got a strike because YouTube hears the song. Eh, Whatever. I don't sing it well enough, so I'm sure I won't get a strike. Anyway, happy Saturday night. It is Saturday night in Malaysia, Saturday morning on the east coast of the U.S., actually all across the U.S., and uh, wherever it might be in all 25 time zones across this planet we call Earth. And uh, we are live on Rumble.com, of course, our main channel, Facebook and YouTube and Twitch.tv, wherever you may be checking us out. Aldwin Wong, what's up with you? Hey, we missed you the past couple of shows. By the way, just so you know, in last week, uh, last uh, Wednesday's show, I did an, a, a story that was reflected badly on Donald Trump. So... Just wanted to let you know, because I know you think I'm a, you know, I, you know, he's my Lord and Savior. He ain't. We did do a story that reflected rather badly about him and, or one of his organizations and some taxes that he's in trouble about. So anyway, yeah, that is uh, all coming up and more, well, not, not the Trump thing. We did that. But all the stuff we just talked about, we will have that for you tonight. Right now, though, we will have this young lady for you. Miko update. Mickey, Mickey, Miko update. Ning, ning, ning. Look at this picture. Look at the majesty of this little lady. Wow. What a great shot. That is her earlier today. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those great angles. If you're listening on the podcast, sorry, check out the, uh, check out the uh, Rumble video. And you can see this picture for our, uh, from Miko. She's doing great. Uh, she's eating a very late dinner right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, again, it's been raining every evening and sometimes well into the night. So we got to sneak in a, a walk when we can. Sometimes she gets wet. Sometimes we get wet. Sometimes not. It's the rainy season and there's just not much you can do about it. You either get wet or you don't go for a walk. And I can't, I just can't do that to her, you know, because she's, she's got to go. She's got to go. All right. (laughs) Our uh, Miko update is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox. Listen up if you are in the U.S., U.S. territories or Canada, because at the moment, that's the only place that they ship to. Sorry, folks in the rest of the world, especially my, my home country here in Malaysia. I know I get your messages. I know I have spoken with them. I have sent them messages. I am trying to get them to open up their shipping worldwide. They just haven't done it yet. However, if you have a forward shipping service or maybe a friend in the U.S. that could you could ship it to them and then they could reship it out to you. BarkBox is a monthly subscription. You get a box themed inside the theme 
uh, for whatever the month is. Right now, of course, it's a Christmas theme. They've got two toys, a couple of bags of dog treats, and a dog chew. Sized for your dog. When you order, you can put small, medium, or large. And also, if your dog has any allergies, fish, chicken, beef, whatever, there's a tick box there, and you can just check it off and They'll make sure you don't get that. But every month you will get uh, one of these themed boxes. You can sign up for just one month if you want. Or here's here's the one right now. Uh, Season's Sweetings is our is their uh, Christmas box, their bark box. And uh, you can sign up for one month. But if you sign up for a multi-month subscription and use our link, barkbox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, you'll get an extra month free. Six months gets you seven, 12 months gets you 13. I know once you check this website out, you're going to want to order. I'm sure of it. Do check it out. Barkbox.com slash Miko is our link. That will get you the deal. And uh, you don't you don't have to take the deal if you don't want to. But anyway, go to BarkBox.com slash Miko. Halloween party. They did thir- uh, turkey. They've done boops and scoops. Harry Potter. National Parks Foundation, Stranger Things, Star Wars, the NBA. Jeffrey Sios liked the stream. Jeffrey, hello there. Good to see you. Thanks for the like, and uh, be sure you follow and subscribe wherever you. Where are you on Facebook, Rumble, uh, wherever you may be? Thank you. All right. So anyway, BarkBox.com/slash/Miko. That's the link. It is listed in our show notes. It's the very top uh, top of the page. You can see that there. And uh, that's BarkBox, and you will love it. More importantly, your dog will love it. And that's what it's all about. So check it out, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Don Ray Alabozak, which is how I know you. But then you went and got married and added a name. So it's Don Alabozak Reset. I hope I said that right. Welcome in, Don. Hello again, and good morning to you. <clears throat> uh, Aldwin says, Jay, uh, just say you're a supporter of Trump's policies, not a Trump supporter. Um, no, I would say that I am also a Trump supporter. I'm just not a fanboy. He's not my lord and savior. I am in favor of his policies. I like the man. I like what he does. I think he made a wonderful president. I think he will make another wonderful president a president when he gets reelected in 2024. If the crap doesn't hit the fan after what's going on on Twitter these days and they throw Biden out of office, which is probably what they should do. But... Uh, Look, if uh, Don has liked the stream, thank you, Don. Appreciate that. If if you follow mainstream media, the legacy media, CBS, NBC, ABC, New York Times, Washington Post, whatever, you don't, and, and that's the only place you get your news. Well, first of all, you're a moron. Second of all, you probably know nothing about what's going on on Twitter. And no, it is not a big nothing burger. It is huge. It is probably it is a hundred times anything Watergate ever imagined being. If you don't know about it, you need to look it up and you need to find out more about it because it is some damn nasty stuff going on between Twitter itself, the old Twitter, by the way, not the current Elon Musk Twitter, um, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security. It's just, it's beyond belief. It really is. 
Uh, I'm not necessarily going to talk much about that. That's about all I have to say about it, except to encourage you to find out more about it. And don't trust the mainstream media that it's just a nothing burger, because it ain't. It is a huge, huge deal. And you need to know more about it. You need to know exactly what your government's been up to over there in the U.S. It's a nightmare. Uh, no, actually, Elon Musk's Twitter is not trash. Elon Musk's Twitter is now a platform for free speech, uh, whatever your opinion might be. Uh, I can't believe that you think that. Uh, apparently, you get all your news from mainstream media. Uh, all right, here we go. Remember I said uh, Whoopi Goldberg? I, I think she's an idiot. If you watch, if you're one of the three people who actually watched The View, um, she's just beyond the pale. I do have a personal Whoopi story, by the way. I'll tell you that coming up in just a bit. But this headline came out. It's from Blaze Media, links in our show notes. And I will tell you that I disagree with all... 99.999999% of everything Whoopi ever says. She's a moron. But there's always an exception to the rule, and this is it. Whoopi defended the classic film Blazing Saddles from cancel culture, and I think that's brilliant. I could not possibly agree more. If you don't know the movie Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks' amazing film, you need to check it out. Um, Kanye West deserved to be banned based on what he said. Um, however, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a free speech absolutist. I don't think Alex Jones should be banned from any platform. I think... Kanye needed a long time out. So, you know, temporarily banning him from the platform, I could go along with that. But permanently banning? No, I don't think anybody ought to be permanently banned unless you're obviously, you know, you're spreading child porn or you're inciting, obviously inciting violence, breaking the law, then, you know, hey, there's a limit there. Anyway, uh, yeah, Blazing Saddles is one of the most amazing films ever, ever, ever. It's by Mel Brooks. Um, Whoopi Goldberg defended the movie Blazing Saddles after a cancel culture mob on social media attempted to bury the politically incorrect classic comedy. This film is as politically incorrect as you can get. It was released back in 1974. Uh, Cleavon Little, who is brilliant in that film, Gene Wilder, Madeline Kahn, Harvey Corman. I mean, just listen to that. What a cast. Many other stars. Western theme movies, uh, kind of a sat satiric skewering of people with racist beliefs. Some of the harsher scenes have offended those with gentler sensibilities back in 1974 we weren't all a bunch of snowflakes with purple hair and you know lip rings um anyway goldberg was not among those offended she and uh, the other co-hosts of the view were discussing recent comments from these detractors it deals with racism by coming at it straight out front making you think and making you laugh about it um Listen, it's not just racism. 
It's all the, wait, read more. It's all the isms. He hits, meaning Mel Brooks, the director, writer. He hits all the isms. Blazing Saddles, because it's a great comedy, would still go over today. There are a lot of comedies that aren't good. Uh, We're just going to say that. But Blazing Saddles ain't one of them. Uh, One of the greatest because it hits everybody. And like I said, I disagree with Whoopi and her opinions about everything. I think she's done nothing but embarrass herself on that ridiculous show, The View, to all of the three or four viewers they have. But in this case, she is exactly right. Blazing Saddles is an unbelievable film. If you've never seen it, find it, search it out, watch it. It's amazing. Aldwin says, uh, I love Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act. Yes, I agree. She was brilliant in Sister Act. Her, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Academy Award winning performance in Ghost, which was also amazing. All this happened before, I don't know, she got dropped on her head and something, or maybe she figured this will be a fun act to do for a while and suddenly she became this complete freak show. Um, okay, my personal story. I don't want to dox Whoopi. This was uh, like in, I was like 18 years old. So it was a thousand years ago. But at one point, uh, Whoopi lived in my hometown in, uh, Connecticut. And, uh, it was a very small little town, little tiny, I think maybe we had 2000, 2500 people in the town at that time when I was there growing up. And, um, we had a lot of stars, uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, lived had a home there. Uh, Tom Brokaw from NBC News, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, the list goes on and on. A lot of famous uh, actors and authors and television personalities, all Broadway people, all had their little hideaway homes in my hometown in Northwest Connecticut. Among them, as I said, is Whoopi. Well, I am in the Emporium Package Store. It's this little teeny tiny package uh, liquor store attached to a uh, uh, the Emporium Coffee Shop down on the corner right by the covered bridge. And yeah, we had a covered bridge too. And as I walk in, I'm old enough to drink. I'm over 18, which at that time was the drinking age legally in Connecticut. Uh... And as I turn around the corner, there's Whoopi. And, I mean, you, you, you can't mistake Whoopi Goldberg. When you see her, it's her. Ain't not a whole lot of people that look like Whoopi. So, um, yeah, you're right, Dawn. Talented performer, just don't agree with her views. Exactly right. She's had such an amazing career and done some incredible films. Uh, sadly, I think she's just wasting her time right now. I, you know, she ought to just lay back on her laurels and enjoy life. But anyway, yeah, there's Whoopi in the liquor store picking up. I don't know what she was picking up. I was so starstruck. Uh, I just kind of smiled and said, hi. She said, hi. And that was it. Off we went. I mean, I don't want to bother her. One of the things, one of the reasons all these big famous people love living in my hometown is because we're like that there the locals. We don't bother them. It's like, yeah, okay, so it's Michael J. Fox. Nice to see you. Have a nice day. So, you know, it's not, oh, can I have an autograph? Can I get a picture? Blah, blah, blah. We didn't have have hand phones and cell phones back then, so there was no such thing as like, you know, you get your Kodak Instamatic and let me take a picture. (laughs) 
Anyway, that's my whoopee story, and I'm sticking with it. So, yeah. Uh, and it is the one time in my entire life, I promise you, that I will ever agree with Whoopi Goldberg. Now, not to be outdone, I found another article about Whoopi. A lot of stuff about her I didn't know. The shady side of Whoopi Goldberg. Ooh. Yeah. Been a mainstay on both the small and big screen for almost 40 years. And in addition to her amazing performance in sister act films, she also got praise for her serious acting roles, including, of course, The Color Purple, Ghost. She did, ah, see there, she won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for Ghost. Away from the camera, she is a passionate activist and an ally to the LGBT community, but a glittering career, international acclaim, and a hefty net worth haven't prevented her from indulging in some rather major trolling. Despite her commendable choice in both her professional and political life, she's become something of a controversy magnet. Through the years, she's exhibited a truly shady side defending the seemingly indefensible, and reportedly feuding with co-stars. Ooh, a little dirt here. What exactly turned the venerated comic and pundit into Whoopi Trollberg? <laughs> this is a cool article. I I'm, I'm not going to dig into it too deep, uh, but it covers things like, did Whoopi lie about being Jewish? Uh, things like that. Whoopi came, out to, uh, came on, rather, to an underage boy oh yeah um defending mel gibson i like mel gibson anyway her thoughts on roman polanski is questionable at best these are the kind of things that are covered uh whoopi goldberg defended ted danson's use of blackface so these are the kind of things that are covered in this article and uh she supports the B-U-S-S-Y? Boozy? I, I don't know what boozy is. What is that? Explain it. Anyway, um, yeah, so check it out. It's uh, it's interesting, and it will show you a side of Whoopi that you probably don't know about. Mm. The uh, not the best side. Speaking of not the best side, in a rather vain attempt at some sort of segue, New Zealand, what the hell is the matter with you? Seriously. Oh, yeah, that's really not a really nice way of referring to gay people. In fact, um, don't do that again. That's rude, and it's totally uncalled for. Uh, okay, New Zealand, you're idiots. I I'm seriously. I've done story after story of how... I just don't understand how you New Zealanders put up with this prime minister you have. It is beyond me. She has taken this whole COVID pandemic and turned it into her little personal communist Nazi third right crap. And it just got worse. Not that I had any possible way of thinking that it could. New Zealand health officials have taken custody of a baby whose parents refused a vaccinated blood transfusion. 
Parents in New Zealand who refused to allow their baby to take a transfusion of blood if it contained the COVID-19 vaccine now find the state in possession of their child. This story's gone worldwide. Reported by The Guardian, the baby boy is now in guardianship of his surgeon and cardiologist for the purpose of consenting to surgery to address the obstruction of all medical issues related to that surgery, including the administration of blood. According to Justice Ian Galt, the ridiculously... Why is this man on the bench? The judge that's presiding over the case, the one who decided that they would take the kid away from the parents... New Zealand health authorities, including the blood service sector, have uh, said that allowing parents to refuse the transfusion would set a dangerous precedent and open up the door to patients making demands as to where their blood comes from. God forbid. (laughs) Including whether or not it contains vaccines. The state will remain in guardianship over the boy until he recovers from his surgery which is scheduled for January of next year, so next month. Parents not punished further in terms of custody of the child. While the open-heart surgery is said to be life-saving, the father stated, we don't want blood that is tainted by vaccination. We're fine with anything else the doctors want to do. Now, this child, and I don't have the details, so I don't want to speculate too much, Yeah, horrible doesn't begin to describe what these idiots have done in New Zealand. I read some further details, and I don't have the article with me, but there was details that said that this little kid had other medical issues. And that's why this child, not just his parents aren't just, you know, anti-vaxxers or whatever. They probably read the research and realized it just wasn't a good idea which it isn't. But this child, six months old, has other medical issues, in which case, if it were to... Because this mRNA vaccine, it's in the blood supply, folks. If you are not vaccinated and you receive a transfusion that has it in it, you're vaccinated. You got it. There is medical reasons why. It's not just because of their belief systems. Let me take for an example... A religious group that does not allow blood transfusions, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they do not believe in blood transfusions. And yes, they will die before they will take a blood transfusion because that is their strongly held religious belief. Now, this is not a religious argument these parents are making, but it's not that far away from one. Unbelievable. They are desperate for the operation, but they want to have safe blood. That's our right as a mother and as a voice for my baby. We're going to court. We're going to try and get somebody from the court to gang up with us effectively. Uh, The woman claimed of health officials. um, We'll make you do what we want to do because we're going to show you we're the boss. There is video of the moment where the police come in and take this child away from these parents, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it because it is 
far too upsetting. It upsets me, and I don't want to share that crap with my audience. You don't need to see it. It exists. If you want to torture yourself, look it up. It's out there somewhere, but uh, I'm telling you, I know New Zealand is beautiful. It has an amazing culture, an amazing... The land there is absolutely incredible, but uh, the politics... Run away, my friends. Run away. Are you ready to get your face scanned, whether you want to or not? It's happening. There's another link in our show notes. Yeah, couldn't view it either, Don. You're right. I just I I did watch it, and about halfway through, I just shut it off. I I, I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. All right. Well, facial recognition technology, of course, is becoming more widespread. In China, you really don't have a choice. Well, guess what, America? You may not have a choice soon either. Uh, Although, apparently you can opt out. They don't make it easy. Now, as usual, they sell this crap as, oh, it's convenient. It's so much easier. And they've got your face scanned into the system, and they know who you are. And they will track you. Don't believe me? Check the latest Twitter feeds from Matt Taibbi and Elon. You'll find out. Um, Apparently, how to opt out of facial recognition at the airport. It's one of the fastest growing trends in airports across the world. Biometric scanning, which includes fingerprints and retina scanning, as well as facial recognition. They're only uh, predicted to become more widespread in the wake of the pandemic as touchless interactions gain in popularity. Now, there are terminals in U.S. airports that offer a touchless experience. You can get your face scanned, and then that takes care of your check-in, drop off your luggage, gets you through security, gets you on board the plane, processed by customs, border patrol, all just by getting your face scanned. Oh boy, isn't that convenient. Let's not forget what you give up when you do that. All airlines and government agencies say that participation in facial recognition scans is optional for U.S. citizens. Visiting foreign nationals, on the other hand, are compelled to participate. On arrival and departure as part of the Customs and Border Protection's port uh, entry-exit program. Well, you mean they have one of those? It's not like, you know, the southern border where it's just wide open. You just come in if you want, knock yourself out. We'll give you a plane ticket and some money, probably a job. Anyway, you can opt out, but read this article if you're thinking about opting out at the roadblocks at how important possible they make it for you to opt out oh you can opt out if you want to you don't have to do this here boom here's a stack of 357 pages you have to sign and initial every one at the top and bottom you have to do trust me the list is unbelievable what you have to go through what they make you go through if you want to opt out of the facial recognition scan because They are trying to force you into it and get your face scanned and 
it just goes from there. Because once you're in the database, you're in the database, if you know what I mean. I know. But trust me, I need new conspiracy theories because all of my old ones have all come true. Do you... Speaking of conspiracy theories, do you use Wikipedia for anything? Don't. I still, to this day, I get people that'll say, oh, well, Wikipedia says, you know what, if you say that to me, I instantly know you're an idiot and nothing you say can be relied on. Wikipedia editors considering deleting their article on the Twitter files because... Wikipedia. It's uh, simultaneously indispensable and indefensible. Indispensable because you can get a quick, dirty summary of some stupid topic about which you have the, know the, neither the time nor the inclination to go into a deep dive about. It's also a good place to start when you need some kind of source articles for a lot of claims made in the Wikipedia article. Footnotes is probably the only useful thing in Wikipedia. But the articles often are biased, controversial topics. They're editing wars, competing narratives, uh, inserts, deletions happen all the time. And you might find different spins on the same topic depending upon what time of day you check the article. Wikipedia can be useful but is not reliable in any way, shape, or form as a source of facts. So don't quote me Wikipedia when you're trying to make an argument. Yeah, Wikipedia already proven to be biased. That's why it isn't accepted in academia. You're exactly right. It's, it's just beyond. And so now, what are they doing? They're considering deleting the article about everything going on at the Twitter files right now. Yeah, just more evidence. You need to run away from Wikipedia for anything other than maybe a movie review. And I can't even promise you that would be worth anything. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Um, <laughs> we did... Uh, we did the article about Whoopi and Blazing Saddles. And I got one more that's kind of related. Kind of. But the opposite. This is so stupid. Disney is closing its 33-year-old theme park ride because now, why? You can guess. Yes, it's racist. I'm not kidding. Disney, many, many years ago, did a film called Song of the South. Yes, by today's standards, it was racist. By the standards of its time, it was perfectly acceptable. There is a theme park ride, Splash Mountain, and you've got about one month left to take a last ride, if that's one of your favorite rides at Disney. They are going to permanently close Splash Mountain January 23rd, so a little over a month from now, because it promotes racial stereotypes. The ride is racist. It opened back in 1989, based on the 1946 film, Song of the South. 
Film's fallen out of favor because critics say it offers a racially insensitive depiction of reconstruction of the American South after the end of the Civil War. Um, I've felt as long... Oh, here's this, the new Bob Iger CEO of Disney who is proving to be not much better than the old CEO of Disney. I've felt as long as I've been CEO that Song of the South was, even with the disclaimer, not appropriate in today's world. That was at a shareholders meeting, March 2020. The ride closure was first announced. For years, activists have attempted to cancel Song of the South permanently. And in 2019, Change.org petition gathered over 21,000 signatures denouncing the film and demanding Disney close Splash Mountain. However, fans of the ride created their own counter petition, and they got 100,000 signatures. Huh. (laughs) Anyway, woke cancel culture wins. The ride is shutting down. It will be no more. Another one of Disneyland's stupid decisions. Yeah, you're right. The ride itself isn't racist. It's a freaking theme park ride. (sighs) Telling you. Uh, I have to laugh because if I don't laugh, I'll cry. You ready for Christmas? It's just around the corner. What is it today? It's the 10th. Wow, 15 days until Christmas? Are you kidding me? Holy crap. Wow. Do I got a question for you. Do you think the Christmas season is too long or too short? Now, I know Mariah Carey starts singing her song somewhere at the end of August. So from that angle, it's probably a little too long. But I would guess... Most people think it's too short. Well, this is an article from the goodnewsnetwork.org. We always like to leave you with a piece of good news. Aldrin says it's too short. I kind of tend to agree, I think. Check this out. Half of the people say the holiday season should last longer. 74% said the holiday prepping puts them in a good mood. You know, tonight we were just out at the grocery store and I saw, it was fake. It was a giant decoration of a gingerbread cookie. It reminded me how much I love gingerbread cookies and they're very hard to find in this country. Half of Americans said there's not enough time in the holiday season to do everything they want to do, according to a new poll, but it all puts them in a good mood. The survey asked 2,000 adults, how they spent time during the holiday season, and they found 52% trying to fit in as many festive activities as possible. (laughs) That may be why half of Americans wish the holiday season lasted longer than it actually does. 54%. Don says not long enough, too. Um, Most of these respondents said up to two more weeks would suffice. 59%. Four in ten wouldn't mind if the holidays went on even longer. Ha! Wow. 
74% of those surveyed reported prepping for the holiday season puts them in a good mood, with a third claiming they are the most festive person they know. Uh, Some respondents shared their unique holiday traditions, like wearing costumes on Christmas morning, uh, holding a pickle ornament on the tree, or hiding a pickle ornament on the tree. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, Whoever finds it gets a special extra gift. (laughs) And putting a candle on a scoop of ice cream, and whosever candle burns the longest opens the first present. That's one I not heard of either. That's rather cool. I remember as a kid, my parents, my mom actually, had the coolest tradition. When we were all gone to bed, uh, we had a living room that had an arched doorway that led into it. And that was where the Christmas tree was. And that was where Santa left all the presents. Well, after we were in bed, my mom would take and she would, um, wrapping paper, the entire archway door. And this wasn't a normal door size. It was a big archway. And she would completely cover it after she, or Santa, set up the tree and all. Uh, She would completely cover that archway door with Christmas wrapping paper. And then when we got up in the morning, it would be like three, two, one, boom. And all the kids, there were five of us, would bust into the, uh, the living room and see what uh, what Santa had left. That was a very cool tradition my mama started. Loved that. It was a lot of fun. I remember it to this day. And, and we were in, you know, I was five, six, seven years old at the time. So very cool. But this article also is in our show notes tonight. If you want to check it out, read more about it, find out more about uh, how people celebrate the holidays. And I guess our audience here agrees. <laughs> the holidays should be longer. All right. Well, it is time to move over to our book. We, uh, we read classic books on this show. We've been doing that from the very beginning. And uh, we've done Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, The uh, Little Prince, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we even did my children's book, Willie and the Warthog. <laughs> and uh, so we've been doing Bambi. We've only got a couple chapters left in Bambi. And so please head over to Gutenberg.org, the Gutenberg Project. Check out all the public domain books over there. Find something you like and uh, send me a message. Either PM me or send me an email, show at jsheldon.com. And I read all your emails. I reply everybody. And uh, let me know what you think you'd like us to read next. And uh, many of the books we have done, we've taken from suggestions from you all. So thank you for that. All right. Time to move on. I believe we're on chapter, is it 23? Let me just take a quick look here. Yeah, chapter 23 out of, I think, 25 chapters. So just a few more to go in the story of Bambi. One night, when the autumn leaves were falling and whispering through the whole of the forest, the tawny owl gave his shrill cry through the treetops, and then he waited. But Bambi had already seen him in the distance, though the now sparse foliage, he kept still. The owl flew closer and gave his shrill cry even louder. Then he waited, but this time, too, Bambi said nothing. The owl could not hold back any longer. Aren't you startled, then? he asked discontentedly. Oh, yes, Bambi answered gently, a a little bit. Well, 
the owl grumbled. Only a little bit. You always used to be terribly shocked. It was always such a pleasure to see how shocked you were. What, uh, what's happened then? What's happened that means you're, you're only a little bit shocked? He was annoyed and repeated, just a little bit. The old owl had grown old, and that made him even more vain and even more sensitive than he had been. But Bambi wanted to answer, I was never startled before, either, but I just said so because I knew you liked it. But he decided he'd rather keep this information to himself. He felt sorry for the good old owl, as he sat there being cross. He did his best to calm him down. Maybe it's because I was just thinking about you, he said. What? The owl became cheerful again. What? Y you were thinking about me? Yes, said Bambi hesitantly. Just when you began to screech. Otherwise, of course, I would have been just as startled as ever. Really? The owl purred. Bambi couldn't resist. What harm could there be in it? Let the old boy have some pleasure. Really, he confirmed and went on. It, it, it pleases me. It goes all through my limbs when I suddenly hear you like that. The owl puffed up his feathers, turned himself into a soft brown and light gray fluffy ball, and was very pleased. Hang on a quick second. <laughs> Don't go away. Well, that's very nice of you to have been thinking about me. Very nice indeed, he cooed gently. It's such a long time since we saw each other. Oh, a very long time, said Bambi. Maybe it's that you don't go along the same paths anymore, inquired the owl. No, Bambi spoke slowly. I don't go along the same old paths anymore. I've been seeing a whole lot more of the world, too, lately, remarked the owl, puffing his chest out. He did not tell Bambi that he'd been driven out of the old territory he'd inherited from his ancestors by a young and reckless lad. You can always stay on the same spot, he added. Then he waited for Bambi's reply. But Bambi had gone. By now he'd learned the art of disappearing in silence, almost as well as the elder. The owl was dismayed. Shameless, he grumbled. He shook himself, buried his beak in his plumage, and philosophized to himself. You should never think you can make friends with these posh types. They might seem ever so likable, but one day they'll shamelessly, and then you'll sit there looking stupid, just like I am now. Suddenly, he felt vertically down to the ground, like a stone. He'd seen a mouse, which then, caught in his talons, had the time to squeal just once. He tore the mouse into pieces because he was so angry. He pulled the head off this mouthful quicker than he normally would, and then he flew away. What does Bambi matter to me, he thought. What does any of these posh people matter to me. Nothing. They don't matter at all. 
He started to screech, so shrill, so long, that a pair of wood pigeons he passed by were woken up, and with much loud flapping of wings, they fell out of where they'd been sleeping. The storm blew through the woods for many days, tearing the last of the leaves from the twigs and branches. The trees now stood there, naked. In the gray of morning twilight, Bambi was making his way home in order to sleep together with the elder in their chamber. A thin voice called to him two times, three times, in quick succession. He stayed where he was. Then the squirrel swooped down from the tree like lightning, sat on the ground in front of him. It really is you, then, he piped with respectful astonishment. I recognized you straight away when you passed by me. I didn't really want to believe it. How come you're here, Bambi asked. The cheerful little face in front of him took on a worried expression. The oak tree is gone. The squirrel began to complain. My lovely oak tree. Do you remember? It's terrible. He cut it down. Bambi lowered his head in sadness. It really did hurt his soul to hear about the wonderful ancient tree. It all happened so quickly, the squirrel told him. All of us who lived in that old tree, we all ran away. We could only watch as he bit through it with an enormous blinking tooth. The tree screamed out loud from its wound. He just kept on screaming, and the tooth screamed too. It was horrible to hear. Then that poor, lovely tree fell over, out into the meadow. It made all of us cry. Bambi was silent. Yes, the squirrel said with a sigh, he can do anything. He's omnipotent. He looked at Bambi with eyes wide open and pricked up his ears, but Bambi was silent. We've all got nowhere to live now, the squirrel continued. I, I don't even have any idea of where the others have got to. I came over here, but it'll take me ages to find another tree like that. The old oak tree, muttered Bambi to himself known it since I was a child. Uh, no, but it's good to see that it's really you. The squirrel became quite contented. Uh, we all thought you must have died some time ago, but there was some who said you were still alive. Some said someone or other had seen you, but we couldn't find out anything definite, so we were just so supposed it was an empty rumor. The squirrel looked at him searchingly. Well, that was, that, that was because you didn't come back. He sat there, waiting for an answer. You could see that he was very keen to know what happened. But Bambi was silent, but he too felt a slight anxious curiosity. He wanted to ask about Feline, about Auntie Ina and Rono and Karis, about everyone he'd known as a child. But he was silent. The squirrel continued to sit in front of Bambi and examine him, Look at that crown, he claimed in admiration. What a crown! Apart from the old prince, no one has a crown like that. No one anywhere in the forest. Earlier, Bambi would have been very pleased and flattered by an observation like this. Now, he just said wearily, 
Yes, I suppose it is. The squirrel nodded his head vigorously. It, it, it really is, he said in astonishment. Really, really, you're beginning to go gray. Bambi walked away. The squirrel saw that the discussion was at an end and swung up into the branches. Uh, by then, he called down, look after yourself. I enjoy seeing you again. If I see any of your old friends, I'll tell them you're still alive. They'll be glad to hear it. Bambi heard this and once again felt those slight stirrings in his heart. But it said nothing. You have to stay alone, the elder taught him when Bambi was still a child, and the elder had shown him many things, told him many secrets, continued doing so up to the present day. But of all the things he'd been taught, this was the most important. You have to stay alone. If you're going to preserve your life, if you want to understand existence, if you want to become wise, you have to stay alone. But, asked Bambi one time, but what about the two of us? We're always together nowadays. We soon won't be, the elder had retorted. That had only been a few weeks earlier. Now it again occurred to Bambi, and it occurred to him very suddenly that the very first thing the elder had said to him had been that he had to stay alone. That had been when Bambi was still a child and was calling for his mother. Then the elder had come up and asked, Are you not able to be alone? And Bambi walked on. That's chapter 23. We'll move on up to chapter 24 coming up in our next stream, which will be on Monday night. I will see you then. All right. Good show tonight. We talked about a lot of stuff, had a lot of interaction. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh, all your chats and likes and wows and everything. Uh, Aldwin, let's see. I was so upset. Elden Wing, uh, Ring beat God of War. Renarok. Ragnarok, sorry, Game of the Year 2022. I did hear about that. Uh, God of War. Uh, Ragnarok is so much better than Elden Ring. I haven't played either one of them. I've seen little clips from uh, both of them. They both look very cool. But uh, I'll take your word for it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for that. We'll see you again on Monday night, 10 o'clock, here on rumble.com, YouTube, twitch.tv, and, of course, Facebook. Thanks, folks. Be sure you like and subscribe. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Snort. <laughs>